0: And the world of freedom,
1: Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev,
0: tear down this wall.
2: This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arn Peltner news and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine, I'm Arndt Pelton, In today's program I have two interviews for you, one about gay marriage in California and the situation in Germany, and I talked to a member of the Bundestag about her visit to Beijing. So stay tuned. In June, the California Supreme Court decided that same sex couples have the constitutional right to marry. And this decision comes close to an earthquake of social and family policies. Shockwaves went around the country and the globe. Next to Massachusetts, California is now the second state in the U.S. that allows gay marriage. For weeks, conservatives and Christian fundamentalists have organized online against the California Supreme Court's ruling. Just go to the website of American Family Association, afa.net, and you will see that gay rights and gay marriage is apparently the biggest problem this country is facing today. When the decision in June was made, people all around the world listened up. The German Secretary of Justice, Brigitte Zypris, wanted to see and hear for herself what this court order meant. At the beginning of the week, she came to San Francisco to talk about the outcome of the new law. In her view, the decision was justified that gay couples have the same rights as heterosexual couples. Because it is expected of gay couples that they take on the same duties, therefore they should have the same rights as
3: Denn schließlich erwarten wir ja von den homosexuellen Paaren auch, dass sie dieselben Pflichten wahrnehmen wie heterosexuelle. Und dann meine ich, müssen sie auch dieselben Rechte
2: haben. Gay Marriage and Gay Rights are a topic in Germany as well. The court ruling in California was well reported in Germany, but not commented on. What happened in California came to a surprise to Secretary Zupris. In Germany, she adds, the courts are much more reluctant to make such decisions. They only decide about basic
3: questions.
2: The situation for homosexual partners is a bit different in Germany than in California today. A marriage doesn't exist, but there is a registered life partnership that gives the partners a lot of the same rights as heterosexual marriages, but not all. There are still some deficits, like in the tax law, but the German government has to even out things.
3: uns beispielsweise im oder auch im Beamtenrecht, wo wir unbedingt noch nacharbeiten müssen.
2: To my question why there isn't a gay marriage in Germany, Secretary Supres answered that it wasn't politically possible to overcome the institution of marriage. The political majority wasn't there in the parliament. Finally in 2001 there was an agreement on a registered life partnership. To at least have some rights for gay partners. That there are still some issues missing regarding same rights is based in the political situation. The Social Democratic and Green government wrote back then the law. The conservative Christian Democrats were against it and filed a suit at the Constitutional Court, but didn't win. And all the parts that were able to get passed without the agreement of the Second Chamber, the Bundesrat, which is dominated by the Christian Democrats, were done under the red green coalition since there is now a grand coalition between the Christian democrats and the social democrats more changes to the law are not possible Brigitte Zypris describes the current discussion in Germany and in the grand coalition for further changes but even the slightest advances for gay rights are currently not supported by the Christian
3: democrats the partnerschaften is immer wieder ein thema in the großen koalition weil es verschiedene Initiativen gibt und teilweise sind sie auch ganz klein, die vom Koalitionspartner dann angehalten werden und um, nicht mitgetragen werden sollen. Insofern steht das Thema immer wieder auf der Tagesordnung.
2: California has an influence in the United States. Almost 40 million people are living in this state. The economy is strong. And although many think that those people in California are kind of wacky, the sunny state is a trendsetter on many levels. A court ruling here could have an effect on other states as well. This situation is not possible in Germany, as Brigitte Zypris, the German Secretary of Justice, describes. The laws are made on a federal level and can't be questioned by a court on a state level. But there are some parts of the law that were changed during the federalism debate two years ago. For example, employees of the state could get more rights if the state decides it. But so far no German state has done
3: that.
2: Such discussions about gay marriage and rights is not just going on in Germany. All over Europe, things are changing, or at least debated. For a while Germany was leading in gay rights, but now, with the new gay marriage law in Spain and many others thinking about it, that changed. Today Germany is, regarding to gay rights, in the middle field. Because in Europe there are countries that are strict against any homosexual partnerships. And it seems there won't be common ground, as Cyprus adds. Family law is an area that is highly controversial discussed amongst the member countries. There are problems to even find common ground in such things as accepting court rulings. Recently, a discussion about such a simple thing as the ruling for divorce wasn't resolved. Cyprus points out that in Sweden there's a law that you have to have a court date in half a year if you want to get a divorce. In Malta on the other side there's nothing like a divorce. Man
3: muss dazu wissen, dass es in Europa so ist, dass in Schweden beispielsweise ein quasi gerichtlicher Anspruch besteht, innerhalb eines halben Jahres geschieden zu werden, während Malta eine Scheidung gar nicht kennt. Sie sehen also die Bandbreite ist da sehr groß.
2: Brigitte Zypris talked a lot to gay couples during a reception and an event in the evening. She was interested in their opinions, views and hopes. You can find out more about German politics at germany.info. Chris! Dagmar Freitag is a member of the German parliament, the Bundestag. She's a member of the Sports Commission, and in addition to this political job, she's the deputy president of the German Athletics Association. Last week, she traveled to Beijing to watch some of the sports events, but also to get an impression about the new China. After her return, I caught up with her by phone. Mrs. Freitag, you have been in Beijing for the Olympic Games. What comes first to your mind looking back on this event?
4: Well, a kind of, I would say, scattered feeling. Um, I was there for one week, and um, in that time I saw many sites and spoke with people on the street. Of course, these impressions were, were just a fraction of what was going on in China at that time. Um, very modern athletic complexes and one of the most fantastic track and field stadiums in the world a breathtaking construction of the new Beijing airport. This is just one side of things. But um, leaving this new Beijing and having a short look um, beyond the next mountain range, one feels like um, having traveled back in the time to the 19th century, for example. And uh, I'm sure... After the games, Beijing will undoubtedly see some negative developments. I'm really sure of that. Um, Let me give some examples. The blue sky over the city will be a thing of the past once the factories are reopened, or the trucks will no longer drive just at night, or the other restrictions on cars will also be lifted. So I think... The, the interesting question is whether the people will demand political changes, for example, the right to clean air, the right to open access to all sources of information, right to demonstrate, and to freedom of opinion, just to give a few examples. And um, I think we will get the answers in a few years.
2: Before the Games started, there were discussions about a boycott because of the Chinese stand in Tibet. Was it, from the German perspective, the right decision to participate?
4: Yes, I think so. Um, We have learned from the past that the boycott of the Olympics would have just fallen on deaf ears. Examples of this include, for example, the Games on Moscow and Los Angeles, um, both of which were boycotted by the West and Eastern Bloc, respectively, and this at the expense of the athletes who had trained for many years, did not have any measurable political success.
2: China wanted to present itself with these Games as a new power on the world stage. Do you think this goal was succeeded?
4: It's difficult (laughs) to give an answer. I think China has demonstrated rapid economical development uh, just before the Games and um, This development has naturally made an impression on the international community's perception. Um, The consequences of the Olympic Games remain to be seen. In my personal opinion, the intended effect may have been reached. The Chinese people, at least um, those who either live in Beijing or own a television, were incredibly proud of how the Games went.
2: You are highly involved in the German track and field organization and are a member of the sports committee of the German Bundestag. Is Germany satisfied with the outcome for its athletes?
4: Well, this um, depends somewhat on the angle. If one measures success just on the number of medals, then some people here and they might be disappointed. Um, However, those who feel committed to ethically responsible athletics must also accept the fact that this could then yield less gold medals than other countries bring home. And the following is very important to me. Under no circumstances, I'm implying that those who run faster, jump higher, or throw farther than German athletes are on performance-enhancing drugs. Maybe they are simply better. But there are definitely some performances that seem to be, well, unbelievable.
2: We witnessed many new world records. This spotlighted once again the question of doping. Was this an issue in Beijing? Was this in some way discussed?
4: Yes, of course. Um, it was openly discussed, for example, by our German athletes. I think if we do not got this problem under control, doping will destroy top-level sports. Athletics as a whole must finally come to this realization. Um, Everybody should know that up until now, most of the responsible for clean sports have only fought verbally to attain this goal. For example, when (coughs) IOC President Rogge demonstrates the uh, effectiveness of the control systems by referring to the low number of positive doping tests in Beijing, that is just a delusion. Mm -hmm. There were 10 positive doping tests, and in my opinion, 10 times as many question marks. Um, For example, why was a widely recognized expert of the internationally acclaimed doping lab in Lausanne denied permission to supervise the analysis of the tests. There is no answer on this question. Everybody knows intelligent dopers are generally not caught. There are plenty of examples of this also in the United States and Germany.
2: What was for you the most memorable sports moment of the Olympic Games?
4: Well, to be honest, it was not a sports moment. Um, The most important thing was a situation when I met a shop assistant and uh, gave her a pin with the German and Chinese flag as a gift of friendship. And this woman looked at me as if she couldn't believe what happened and then she spontaneously embraced me. And this is for me the most memorable moment.
2: Freedom of press as well as the freedom to protest was somehow restricted. At least that's what I read in the news. How was your impression of Beijing, China and the overall situation of the Olympic Games?
4: Well, I think I myself got just a small impression of all this. Um, There were times when I tried, without any success, to visit the websites of German newspapers and magazines. The reason I was told was, this page is temporarily unavailable. Um, well, I really could not believe that. Uh, furthermore, I had conversations with German uh, journalists who were certain that they were being monitored, for example.
2: Finally, I can only imagine how many souvenirs were available over there. What did you bring back?
4: Not, not so many. Um, Um, A number of T-shirts of the games, of course, for my friends, a beautiful silk scarf for my mother and for myself, a hand-painted fan.
2: Finally today I want to let you know that in the upcoming week I will have a Tokyo Hotel Radio Goethe special. I met the band on their US tour during a stop in San Francisco, interviewed them and was amazed how nice, mellow, friendly and polite those guys were. Regarding their superstar position I was expecting something totally different. So don't miss out on that one. Tokyo Hotel on Radio Goethe. There was today's Radio Goethe magazine, you can find me online at radiogoethe.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Aunt
1: Peltner.